Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Sister Wives with Mary Jane Kay. Today, I'll be giving my commentary on Sister Wives, Season 18, Episode 8, The Writing is on the Wall. Congratulations to Christine. She is a married woman now. She married David, the love of her life. She deserves love. She deserves this. Christine, after everything she's been through, deserves every happiness in life. This is amazing news. And now we can officially let Robin know that Christine is divorced in her eyes. For sure, 100% guaranteed. Because according to Robin's definition of divorce, Christine's divorce isn't for real until she has been with another man. Cody is a dick as usual this episode. He treats Mary like she's an old rusted lawnmower. He wants to donate to the Salvation Army. He was rude. He was disrespectful and very insulting. He was insulting as fuck to Mary. He showed her zero respect, even if only as the mother of his child and a human being he knew for 30 plus years in his life. Hody was Mary's first love, her only love, and Mary may have had some personality issues when integrating the sister wives. She may have had anger issues and control issues and other issues that are extremely problematic, but that doesn't mean that she deserves to be treated like an old shirt that Cody wants to just toss in the trash, give to goodwill. He suggested this episode that Mary could live in an RV on Coyote Pass, even though he knows that it's sucked for Janelle. Cody feels that, well, Mary's just one person, so why not? It's easier than Janelle, who had herself and her daughter and her multiple dogs. That's how Cody feels about it. He is chomping at the bit for Mary to live at the inn. Mary doesn't want that, and Cody seemed very disappointed that Mary refuses to give up on him. That's all the man wants, to be free from his obstacles to his goals in life. He said it, plain English, it's there. Robin is continually giving Mary false hope. When it's so clear, Cody is done. He's checked out, never to check in again. He's done. Cody resents Mary big time. And he said this episode, he has one wife he has a great relationship with, and he is afraid if he abandons these women, Robin will lose respect for him. If he's the one to leave, if he doesn't try to show a false sense of effort, that Robin will lose respect for him. If it wasn't for Robin and her respect and keeping his marriage with her good so that she gives up the best customer service, his supply, then Cody would just abandon the women. Maybe part of the reason he wants them to leave first isn't just the stigma around him feeling the stigma of divorce or him feeling like he's the one who did these women wrong by leaving them or having the blowback from that in the public eye. Maybe this is about Robin and keeping the best customer service, keeping the respect, because he knows Robin any minute could turn on him. And if he gets angry enough, if he gets difficult enough, in the end, he's afraid she will leave him, and she is legal wife. So if she does leave, she's protected financially, and legally.
Cody feels Robin will turn on him if he doesn't act the way she wants him to. Robin said this episode, she is fed up. She keeps mentioning deal breakers. I didn't sign up for this. This isn't what I agreed to. I feel deceived. Cody isn't the man I married anymore. Robin is fed up. Cody's anger, Cody's behavior, it's a deal breaker now. So Cody is starting to try to make small efforts with certain wives like Janelle, the money tree he doesn't want to lose. And he takes Janelle to the swankiest restaurant in all of Arizona, Mariposa, a fancy birthday dinner for the mother of the son whose birthday he forgot it was. Cody's really pulling out all the stops. Cody isn't doing this because he loves Janelle. Cody is doing this because he doesn't want Robin to lose respect for him. So now it's to the point where if Cody doesn't pretend to try for the optics, then Robin gets pissed at him. I'm sure Cody and Robin also don't want to lose the financial support that Janelle has to offer. Robin wouldn't be living under that roof if it were not for Janelle's huge contribution with her Vegas house proceeds. If it were not for Mary's huge contribution with her Vegas home proceeds and accessing the joint family account so Robin could live off that home purchased off the backs of her sister wives and their blood, sweat, and tears. Cody making efforts with his wives is not about him actually caring. This is all about Robin and not wanting to create problems with her so she doesn't lose the respect for him and that obedience for him that he covets so much. Oh, angel, cap in hand, giving me my supply, enabling my toxicity. Oh, oh. Janelle points out that she wants to be an equal in her marriage. And Cody wants to be more than an object to Janelle. He wants to be a person. And he thinks Janelle just sees him as an object. Please. Janelle says at one point during her birthday date, she put her hand in Cody's hand. And she says it just didn't feel right. And she pulled her hand away. It doesn't matter how ritzy this restaurant is, how fancy, how affectionate Cody is, any of that stuff. Janelle will always remember all the years of stress, all of the unappreciated sacrifice for all she did for the family as the primary breadwinner. She'll remember Cody asking her to be more loyal like Robin, to change herself to become more obedient like Robin so he can be willing to invest in their marriage. He told her things like, choose your loyalties, me or our kids. Now, Janelle naturally won't feel like she wants to put her hand in his. She probably feels like she isn't Cody's equal and she probably feels like Cody doesn't love her as she is. Also, a man who hurts her sons, her kids, it's very hard to maintain love. You're not able to love a person and respect a person who would hurt your loved ones. Also, this episode, something amazing. Garrison bought a house. He's 20-something and Flagstaff is very expensive. And this guy bought a house on his own with his hard work. So I want to know, 
Could Cody at Garrison's age have afforded this home in Flagstaff? Because I really don't think so. Cody was so quick to try to push Janelle to evict her sons. And he said when he was 18, he got some cash in his pocket and the car. And that was it. He had to make his way in the world. But I doubt Cody could ever accomplish what Garrison did at his age. I wonder if Cody praised Garrison for such an amazing accomplishment to buy a home in that market at his age. That is super impressive. That's amazing. Instead of Cody supporting Garrison saving up for this house when he was so close during the Rona, he just needed a few more months to get the amount he needed to purchase the home and Cody was still wanting to push his son out and he wasn't wanting to support him and be supportive. So I wonder, has he praised Garrison? Because this is a huge accomplishment that I don't think Cody could have pulled off. The episode opens with Cody and Robin meeting Mary at her house so that Mary can break the news to Cody that she is moving her clothing business to Parowan. Now, Mary admits she wanted Robin there. Robin speaks Cody and for some reason, Cody seems to hear what Robin says when he doesn't hear what she says. So Cody doesn't really hear the other wives' voices. He doesn't really listen when they speak. He just phones it in. But with Robin, he actively listens when she speaks. Mary notices Cody hears what Robin says, but he doesn't hear what I say. We know that. Cody refuses to listen to what his other wives have to say. When Janelle brought up the RV multiple times, Cody complained when she bought the RV finally that he wasn't consulted. And Janelle mentioned the RV. She talked about this over with Cody multiple times. Cody just doesn't pay attention when Janelle speaks. Cody doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't listen unless he has to. He only listens to the shop lady because she will stop with the best customer service and all that supply he gets if he doesn't listen to her. Now, I noticed Cody was driving a convertible that looked more suited to Robin to Mary's house and Robin was driving this big ass truck. I guess Kotex really likes the breeze blowing in his curls. Robin always wants to try to be supportive of Cody's relationships with any of his wives. Robin really doesn't know what she can do, but she wants to help. She wants to try to help. Does Robin want to try to help or does she want to try to manage and control the situation? Does she want to try to rein Cody in so that he behaves the way she believes he should to string his wives along? I wonder. Cody says Mary called him. She wanted to talk and he never knows what Mary is calling him over for. She'll just usually call him. She'll ask him to come talk to her and he'll just go there on the very rare occasion that she does call. Their love is so precious and tender. I mean, wow. Cody just loves this woman so much. He just respects this woman he's known for 30 plus years so much that he has a child with. Wow. The tenderness just woo, melts my heart like butter in a skillet. Cody really seems to treat this like an inconvenience, almost like it's an annoyance. Cody seems much more worried about his hair than he is about his family. Than Mary, his first love. I mean, it's amazing. Cody points out to Robin 
that his hair looks crazy. He sees it in the window of one of the vehicles and he wants to go back to grab his sunglasses to hold his hair in place so it looks less crazy. All the glasses do is accentuate the crazy and accentuate the baldness. Cody's overwhelming concern for his hair really makes me wonder if this guy was as concerned about his kids as he was with his hair, I really believe that they would all have gotten calls at least on Christmas. Mary knows that Cody isn't going to care at all about her news. Mary would be right, but the level of nonchalance, how unaffected this man was, it really hurt Mary a lot, and I did feel for her. Cody really acted like a royal dick this episode. I mean, Mary was Cody's first love. He was hers. It didn't work out. People grow apart. Cool. No problem. But Cody wants Mary to be the one to give up, to be the one to say when, to be the one to call it quits. He refuses to talk to her one-on-one and just end it with dignity. He refuses to throw in the towel himself first. And he feels if Mary wants to live in a lie, he will live in a lie with her. He'll do it until Mary is ready to go. Cody wants Mary to go. He seems annoyed that she won't leave. But Cody is a coward and he refuses, in my opinion, to just tell her outright, directly, face-to-face, off-camera, giving her that respect, just as the woman he started this whole family with and as the mother of his kid. Cody could really respect Mary enough as a human being with all of that history they have together to have a talk one-on-one with her to end this himself instead of being a coward waiting for her, stringing her along. Mary, obviously she shouldn't love Cody, a man who doesn't love, respect, and value her. But love is a very tricky thing. Feelings are tricky. Emotions are tricky. History leaves a mark. And Mary has love for Cody. If Cody was willing to try, we all know Mary would want to try. She would jump right in that pool head first. And sometimes when you love someone, you can't quit. Your heart can't quit until they're the ones to tell you this is enough. Even though in your conscience, in your mind, you know it's probably done. Your heart still has that love. Sometimes, especially with your first love, you need to hear this is done. I can't. One person, the person who knows it's done first, usually has the respect to talk to the other person and explain this. And now Cody has been very disrespectful. He's made his stance very clear and Mary knows it. But I also believe he says it on camera. He talks shit on her. He says it to other people. But I don't know that privately one-on-one, Cody has had this conversation with her directly to her face. And as obvious as it is that it's over, Mary may need that. Cody doesn't have love for Mary and he doesn't want to be the one to quit because he doesn't want to seem like the bad guy. Bad guy to the public, the bad guy in his church with his faith or whatever. It's an ego thing. I didn't leave. I don't want the optics on me. I don't want the blowback. I don't want that stigma on me. She left me. It's her choice. 
Cody really isn't giving Mary a choice. He didn't really give his other wives a choice. He basically treated them like shit. He was emotionally abusive. He was distant. He was neglectful as a husband and a father. And he did all he could to push his wives out while saying, oh, I didn't want this. I'm not the one who left. They left me. They kicked me out. He is a coward of the highest order. Cody owes Mary this conversation. And we all obviously would never tolerate a man that your partner would treat you this way. In this way. In the way Cody treats Mary and his other ex-wives. No fucking way. Life is way too short to not be number one in your partner's life. To be treated as less than, less significant than the favorite wife. To be treated like your voice doesn't matter. To not have your voice heard. Life is too short for all of that. To feel like a second class citizen in your own family, in your own home, in your own marriage. No one wants that. But despite everything, Mary loves Cody. And when you love someone, sometimes even when they treat you like shit, When you are in it and your heart loves them, no matter what the red flags are, no matter what your mind tells you, no matter what your conscience tells you, and if this love is all you've known your entire life, it's very hard to just completely cut it off. Now, it's very easy for all of us to know we wouldn't take it. We would leave long ago, but we don't feel what Mary feels for this man in her heart. We don't have that history. And we can all remember our first love, not our first crush, but the first person we really deeply loved. And we can remember when it ended, if it ended, and how it felt and the whole nine yards. And we can look back and say, well, I was stupid or I was young or I'd never accept this today. I do this differently. I do that differently. But if we rewound time, To way back then, with those feelings, in that moment, with that history, being in it, in that moment, in that time, we can't say, well, we would have just left. Mary should leave. Of course she should. But this woman stayed with her first love from the time she was maybe 18 to now. I don't know what that feels like. To be with your first love your whole entire life. Mary doesn't have all of that growth and all of that relationship experience from dating different people and being in different long-term relationships. And she has all of this history with Cody. And I believe Mary really remembers how Cody was. And she still has love for Cody. And Cody owes it to her to be decent and to talk to her one-on-one. It's cruel to do this like this and to push her so cruelly year after year to barely hold on because Mary won't be the one to ever cut that frayed thread. Cody can easily cut it with one conversation with Mary he owes her that he seems to refuse to have with her. Cody's a coward and he won't be the one to end it with Mary because it's an inconvenience to him. And I believe he doesn't want Robin to lose respect for him. And it's just like the way he refuses to be the one to have a conversation with his sons to initiate contact with them. At the time of this filming, has Cody called Garrison? 
Has Cody called Gabe? You know, Garrison says he's going to do something and he actually follows through. He was saying, and Janelle was saying that he was saving up. He was going to buy a house. He was going to buy a house during the pandemic that he'd been saving up for a while. And he actually followed through and he purchased the home. With Cody, Cody doesn't follow through with what he says he's going to do. But Garrison is ambitious, like his mama. He works hard, like his mother. Cody talks all of this big game. Remember, he was going to be an entrepreneur, and he was going to be a real estate guru, and he was going to do this, and he was going to do that. At one point, Cody was getting his real estate license in a month, if not sooner. And there were so many opportunities. You guys remember that, right? And Cody took one look at the real estate book and he said, fuck no, I'm not doing this. Garrison, his son, says he's going to do something and he follows through. He said he was going to get a home and he did it. Cody says a lot, but he does nothing. Mary says that if this would be a slap in the face of realization for Cody, That would be so cool that she was going to move her business to Parowan if Cody suddenly said, oh no, oh don't go, that that would be cool. She would love that, some type of hope. Mary says, but she doesn't hope for Cody to have a realization. Cody doesn't care and she knows that. Cody is awkward as fuck. There's a counter at Mary's kitchen and bar stools. And Cody refuses to sit in the middle between Mary and Robin. He's acting really weird. And Mary notices during this conversation that Cody has a brand new ring. He isn't wearing his Clotto ring that all of the wives bought him on his ring finger. He now has a new ring. It's ugly as fuck. It's super tacky. It's gold and silver. It's chunky. It's gaudy. Robin probably bought this ring for Cody. Maybe she even designed it. Whatever it is, it looks very trashy, like all of the other crap that Robin designed. Now, Cody explained that he and Mary don't have a marriage. Robin is very sensitive to what other people see. So Robin likes to keep her distance as far as affection when Cody is around. Mary, when he's around the other wives, when he's around anyone. And Cody says it's something that they discussed as a family for years. Do they show affection in front of the other wives? And Cody says other polygamists are able to show affection in front of everyone. But in their family, they have never been able to. And that bothers Cody. Yeah, now that three of his wives are out the door, it bothers Cody that he can't be affectionate with Robin in front of his whole family. Wow. Now, Cody says other polygamist men with their wives are able to all show affection in front of everyone and it doesn't cause a problem. But other polygamous men aren't Cody Brown. And other polygamous men also probably try their best to not pick an obvious favorite wife. We've seen examples of men who do things fairly and equally across the board, who validate their wives' feelings, who communicate. Men like Joe Darger, men like Brady Williams, who are polygamous men who are probably more able to show affection in front of everyone. If Cody was like some other polygamous men, if Cody was being fair and equal across the board, if he didn't have favorites, if he didn't pass his wives up like hot potato to just go where it's convenient in the dynamic, then maybe the affection would be okay. But Cody doesn't do polygamy the way we have seen some other polygamous men do it in more functional situations. 
Cody doesn't care about fair and equal. And he even mentioned a few episodes ago that when a wife is difficult, he could always just go to another wife. And the other husbands we have seen don't play those types of games. They take their role seriously. They know how to control their emotions. They know how to be fair. They know how to be self-aware. They know how to validate emotions. They know how to communicate. Cody seems incapable. Now, Mary explains that when she was in a good place with Cody, it really didn't bother her when Cody was showing affection in front of her to another wife. But she knew at that time that Cody really cared about her. But she says, when you don't have a good relationship with Cody, when you feel insecure, then it becomes very hard to see Cody be super PDA with somebody else. And the family discussed it throughout the years. They discussed it as a family and they came to the conclusion that affection should be more reserved in front of all the other wives in the whole family. Mary feels that it's interesting that Cody has an issue with it now. In my opinion, Cody is only super affectionate with Robin and he was very sick about it during the Christmas episode. He seemed to not want to keep his hands off of Robin in front of Mary, also in front of Christine's kids. And he was practically forcing Robin to sit on his lap to prove a point in front of Christine's kids to shove his affection for the goblin in everyone's faces, even though he knows it's annoying for his kids to see or for Mary to see. Cody has an issue with it now because he's cruel as fuck and he wants to be super affectionate to shove in everyone's faces. What a great relationship he thinks he has with Robin. All isn't well with Robin. I mean, she has become increasingly more angry with Cody. And we learn that Cody is now angry towards her and it affected their marriage in previous episodes. Robin also mentioned that she felt deceived and she felt like not having a plural marriage was a deal breaker for her. Robin also mentioned Cody not trying with his wives and that being a deal breaker as well. Robin is probably realizing just how cruel and unfair Cody actually was to his other wives. And she is probably seeing what he is capable of now towards her too that she thought she was immune to. And being shackled to this toddler alone 24-7, an angry toddler, isn't what she envisioned. Robin didn't expect the cookie to crumble in quite this way. I think Robin expected that she could get Cody to just string along the other wives and that she would get the lion's share of Cody's investment and attention and Cody was still so busy that he wouldn't be hers to manage 24-7. And now he's angry, he's resentful, and she has to manage him 24-7 and it's too much. Robin says things aren't good, they aren't okay. There's trouble in paradise. She's struggling with what's going on in the family and she's not okay. Cody says it's awkward because he only has a relationship with one wife. Robin, of course. But he and Robin have never been allowed to be in love with each other or to find solace in each other because of the quasi-plural marriage mess that's been going on now. Cody says everybody else is gone and they are having struggles with everybody else And they still don't feel like they can express their love for each other openly. It's not a safe place. Really? They've never been allowed to express their undying love for each other? 
Do you guys remember all the love and all of the expressions of love these two soulmates did in front of their family and the whole world during the courtship, during the sexcation they took? I mean, Robin gushed about her list of things she wanted in a man that God provided her. And Cody was everything on that list. Cody and Robin swooned and they gushed about each other. Cody and Robin described each other as soulmates. And let's also not forget Robin and Cody making out while Christine was waiting in the hospital, her water having just broken when she was waiting for Cody to return with a quickness during Truly's birth. What about the sexcation in San Diego when all they did was make out and hug and sway and dry hump in the middle of family attractions and on street corners? They express their love. We see it. Believe me. In my opinion, Cody likes to be affectionate with Robin in front of people, in front of his kids, in front of wives, in front of the cameras. It's like a prize to tout around. Look what I get. And Robin really doesn't seem that into Cody, not as much as he's into her. It's just, in my opinion, all this affection is a tool to manage Cody. And if he behaves right, green light. If he dares to rebel, red light. What's Cody going to do when he realizes Robin managed the fuck out of him all of these years with her best customer service? He is her best customer. And when Cody gets that, that he had three loyal women who actually sacrificed with actions for him and for the family, not just with words and hot air blowing smoke, actual women who were honest, who didn't cook ego feasts, who didn't manage him, who didn't coddle him because they actually loved him, because they actually were loyal. They had his back as he held Robin up as the prize, the Stepford wife, for everyone to emulate. Cody is going to realize he's the biggest fool in the galaxy. And then this man is going to rage and Robin will already be gone. And as legal wife, she gets half of everything. She's set. She came in with debt. She leaves all set off of the backs of the women who sacrificed to get Cody to where he is today. Isn't that something? In the end, Robin is going to be loyal to Robin and to her kids. And when Cody's behavior steals her peace, when it starts affecting her kids, when Cody can no longer get that perfect supply, the chips will fall. And Cody and his lifetime supply of hair follicle booster spray can go live in the barn dominium that Cody wants to relegate Mary to with the old lawnmower, his precious car, and some rusty old saw blades that man never uses. Back at Mary's, Mary tells Cody she wants to downsize. She wants to get a smaller place in Flagstaff. She's going to be moving her clothing business to the inn, and she will just be spending more time there. And Cody's response is, cool, good. It's almost like he's beaming, like it's good news for Cody. He has the kind of smile you get when you really feel like you've beaten the odds, like a weight has been lifted off your shoulders, something like finding out your cancer is in remission or you won the state lottery. I mean, he looked happy. He looked relieved that maybe Mary was finally going to get out of his hair. That's the love he has for her the respect he has for her after all of their history together.
Robin explains that she and Mary discussed this before and Mary told Robin Cody wouldn't care. He'd be good with it. And Robin was like thinking about Cody thinking, please say the right thing. Please, please give her something to hang on to. So Robin prefers that Cody manipulate Mary like she does, that he gives Mary false hope to cling to when there is none. If Robin really cared about Mary, if she cared about Mary's happiness, if she loved Mary, she would level with Mary and she would encourage Cody to be a man and have the talk with Mary to just end it from him. It'll hurt. It'll be inconvenient AF for him. But sometimes you should just do what's right. And this is one of those times. Talking about it in confessional scenes, talking shit on Mary, being cruel, is great to push her away. But Mary is a creature of hope. Not many people are. And I think she clings to that hope because she doesn't want to feel the grief when it's finalized. Over. Nails in the coffin. Cody needs to tell Mary straight up. I don't love you. I don't want to be married to you. It's never going to work for me. I'm 100% sure. I'm sorry. The marriage is done. He tells the world that and he talks shit on Mary. I mean, and he gives Mary major hints, but Mary also should take those hints. I would never tolerate behavior like that. Most women would be done long, long ago. But I thought about it. And this is Mary's first love. And if you marry your first love, and that is your only experience of love, when you're raised in a faith and a culture where divorce is almost forbidden and it's a huge no-no, there's a lot of stigma and it's still taboo, and you still in your heart love the guy despite everything, and you're programmed to feel this is for eternity, I mean, Mary isn't going to ever say no and be the one to cut the cord herself. She will grasp at that frayed those frayed edges till kingdom come. It's easier to have hope than accept grief. And Cody has to be the one. He has to talk to Mary and he refuses to. And I think it's cruel. Mary should have left long ago, but also Cody could be less of a coward and he could respect Mary enough to have a very inconvenient, messy conversation with her. During this talk, Mary is very distracted by Cody's ugly ass ring and Cody is annoyed that Mary mentions it and he says, it's a cool ring. He seems kind of cynical about it. He doesn't want it mentioned. He seems pissed that Mary even brought it up and Cody has now removed his Clotter ring and apparently Robin probably got him this ring. He now wears it. It's ugly. It's gaudy. It's bulky. It's two-tone. Mary feels the conversation about the ring is awkward and Cody says there's a lot of nuance going on with Mary distracted by the ring. Mary thinks it's weird that Cody is just being so awkward about it and she says if Cody doesn't want her to see the ring then he shouldn't wear the ring to her house. Mary noticed that this ring was replacing Cody's Clodagh ring like all of the brown adults used to wear together Mary doesn't know what the ring is or where it came from, if Robin brought this ring for him, and she says she really doesn't care. Speaking of rings, I also noticed Cody's super tacky watch. I really wonder how much that cost him. Cody can have lots of cars, dirt bikes and helmets for Robin's kids, watches, ring, this, that, but he seems to have a lot of trouble finding the will and finding the way to pay off the land. 
And Janelle mentioned on one episode last season that the money is there and that Cody and some people in the family are making some extravagant or unnecessary purchases when they need to be paying off the land. So Cody seems to have no problem. He wants to build this barn dominium and do this and do that, but he doesn't seem to have money where it counts to pay off the land to maybe reciprocate and support Janelle. Why is that? Steen and Janelle are together. They're checking out Garrison's house and Gwen and Gabe might move in as Garrison's roommates, but Christine is reticent about Gwen living with them because Gwen and her brothers have different political beliefs. There are going to be two dogs. There's going to be one cat. And Christine thinks this might be problematic. I think it's adorable, honestly. I really like the fact that Garrison busted his ass and he has a strong ambition and work ethic and intelligence and he was able at his age to get a house in the Flagstaff market. That's amazing. And he's going to live with his siblings. Whether they have different views, whether they fight, whether they don't see eye to eye or not, they still... You could tell, have that bond, have that love. I could never live with my siblings, no way in hell. So that's amazing. They should try it. Abe explains that their family feels like they have all really abandoned ship in different lifeboats, and every individual mom is doing a great job at keeping their unit together. Gabe thinks it's great that Christine and Janelle and all of the kids, they get along and they maintain a functional relationship. And it gives Gabe hope that they're still going to have a warm place for the family. I think they're always going to have the heart of that family, that nucleus. And it's always going to be Christine and Janelle and their kids. And I think whoever stays with Cody, whoever leaves Cody, that family and that tree will always be there. The roots are firmly planted regardless of Cody. Cody's presence doesn't make the family. Garrison is really smart. He wants leases and with co-signers, so he's covered in case he fights with his siblings. He is very smart. He's very practical, just like Janelle. Christine feels it's only a matter of when they fight, not if. Cody really wants Mary to be living at this inn. And he says, the more time Mary spends at her B&B, the better it is. Cody thinks it's great. It's wonderful. He says it's Mary's happy place and it seems like a natural course of action for Mary to move her business there. Cody also wants Mary to move her home there. Mary really makes it clear to Cody that this is about cutting down her travel time so she has more time to focus on her businesses and if she puts the clothing business at the end, she'll be able to manage it better and be more efficient with her time. But this isn't about like leaving him or leaving the family. Cody wonders if he should be reading between the lines here, but he can't tell if Mary is telling him that she's moving her business there to the B&B so that he can be the one to tell her, no, Mary, stay, please stay here. Cody says he really doesn't see Mary that often and he isn't trying to act like they can get back into the marriage full-fledged. Cody wants to make it clear he's not even going to pretend he isn't trying to act like they're ever going to get back into their marriage. Cody says that he sees the writing on the wall and he is literally just waiting for Mary to catch up. Really, like how Christine had to slow down and wait for Cody to process her leaving. She had to wait for Cody to catch up when she was beyond ready to leave Flagstaff and move on with her life. She was chomping at the bit, Christine, to start her new life and she had to slow the process for Cody to be able to process it. 
Now Cody is waiting for Mary. Does Cody remember how he vacillated, how he bitched and moaned, how he acted like a toddler during that process and all the conversations with Christine leaving? And now he's waiting for Mary to catch up to being done with him. Cody wants Mary to be the one to quit the marriage first so he doesn't feel the responsibility on him. And so Robin doesn't crucify him for it. Listen, Cody would do a lot less waiting and it would be much less cruel towards Mary if he just grew some balls and talked to Mary one-on-one. If Cody just called it quits with her and if Robin stopped trying to give Mary false hope. Robin should treat Mary the way she would want to be treated. And we all know Robin would never accept these nuggets of bullshit she throws out to try to give Mary a lifeline, to try and throw her some rope and give her some hope. Cody talks about shoving Mary in the barn dominium, in the loft of the barn dominium, a storage barn he wants to build out on the property, as if he is being super gracious to Mary. And Robin calls it hope. She says that's hope, that Cody wants to throw Mary in his tool shed that she can live there. But to Robin, it's hope. Would she accept being relegated to the barn loft? Would Robin have hope? Would she want Mary to dangle a carrot and dress this shit up as hope, spraying it with some eau de parfum? A turd is a turd. This is insulting to Mary's intelligence. And if Robin cares, she would stop and she would encourage Cody to talk to Mary one-on-one and just end it So Mary can go out and find what makes her happy and it will hurt Mary. It will break her heart, but she will then feel free that hope will die. And then she will be able to find new hope with a person who can love her as she is, who can appreciate her because Mary deserves more. And Mary isn't going to leave first. She will be a thorn in Cody's side until he takes the action to pluck that thorn out. And that's on him. Mary obviously shouldn't tolerate this, but if Cody ever loved her at all in the past, if Robin actually cares for Mary, Cody should have this talk with Mary and end it without fearing Robin's wrath. And it's not about Robin. It's not even about Cody. It's about finding the basic human compassion for this person who cares for you, even if you don't care about them, to do the decent thing, the right thing. And it's not waiting till Mary's love and hope fades because Mary will hold on and it has to come from Cody. A real man wouldn't do this. A real man wouldn't tell the world things on the show that he doesn't tell Mary to her face privately one-on-one just because, oh, it's difficult. Oh, she gets emotional. Oh, it's inconvenient for me. Cody doesn't want the stress. He doesn't want the inconvenience. But maybe it's time Cody inconvenienced himself Did it ever occur to Cody that it's less inconvenient to allow yourself to be inconvenienced to do things right so then life in general gets more convenient and more positive and more happy? Sometimes small inconveniences end up leading to more convenience. Taking the recycling out is inconvenient. It's annoying. It's not a fun thing to do. If you don't take that recycling out and it piles up and up and up and up to the ceiling, it becomes a huge 
festering inconvenience. Whereas if you were just slightly inconvenienced and you went and you did the right thing and you tuck it out on a weekly basis, it would be convenient. It would be easy to get rid of the recycling. It's not such a daunting task. It's not so taxing, so difficult, so painful. Cody and Mary have a stupid little chat about Cody wanting to know if Mary will leave the Lula crap on the racks when she moves. And Mary says no. And Cody knows that Mary used to haul the racks in the trailer before. And Mary says no, she didn't do it that way. And Cody says he remembers it. He says there were a couple of racks in the trailer and he remembers someone coming up to him at one of her sales and he was closing the door. And Cody grabbed a rack and the lady decided to just buy it. And Cody says it was at Rodworks in Vegas. He remembers it clearly. It's a stupid story to recount, but there's a purpose to this. Robin, the master manipulator, tells viewers, you see, you see, this is why she wonders if there is still something there, something. Robin says Cody is talking about something and it happened five or six or seven years ago. And she says, you don't remember that stuff if they are not somebody important in your life. That's not true. Guys, I just used to even date like maybe 15 years ago that I never even think of anymore at all that I don't talk to, that I don't see. I can remember like what they would get at Applebee's or what drink they like at Starbucks or what happened when we went to this baseball game or what salsa they used to get at this taco shop. I don't care about these guys. They're not important to me. I don't think about them ever, but I can remember this one didn't like this cheese, that one liked that salad dressing, whatever. You remember stuff about people that you're around, whether you care about them or not whether you care about the person or not, whether they're important to you or not, you remember little things. It doesn't really mean anything at all. I think this is bullshit and I don't think it means anything. And if Robin thinks, oh, it means something, that something is there, then she's nuts. And she really obviously has very, very low standards. If all it takes is remembering something from years ago about a person, some small memory, for something to be there, then wow, Wow, I missed out on all of this once-in-a-lifetime love. I can't believe that there was something there and I didn't see it. Robin tries to kind of prompt the situation and continue on the conversation the way she wants it to go. So Robin mentioned that she was worried that she wanted to make sure that they keep scheduling stuff with Mary. And during this, Cody is scowling and he's looking at Robin. Robin is looking at him. They're frowning. They're scowling. Robin is really trying to like signal Cody to say more. And Mary notices Robin and Cody staring at each other and Robin trying to give Cody the signals. And it's awkward as fuck. Cody wonders, schedule what? And Robin has to then tell him, so that they can all see each other. Cody clearly doesn't give a fuck. He's checked out, he doesn't give a fuck. He wishes Mary would just move there. And Robin is trying to give the impression that it really matters and that Cody basically isn't just communicating well. And she's trying to signal to him to behave the way that she needs him to, to make him feign that he cares. It's very cringe and Mary 
picks up on it. He has this look in his eyes like, yeah, whatever. He says, Robin and Mary are still talking about this relationship the three of them have like they are a family. And Cody, of course, doesn't really consider himself married to Mary. Mary is his acquaintance. I don't think he considers Mary to be his family. Cody explains that what he gets from what Robin is saying is that he has to be around Mary because Mary is his wife. And Cody feels he doesn't need that pressure from Robin. So Robin wants Cody to be around Mary to make more of an effort and Cody doesn't want to at all. He doesn't want to come within 10 feet of Mary. He doesn't want to touch her with a 10-foot pole. He is just not down. And the only reason he's even there at Mary's house, even though he doesn't give a fuck, is Robin. And Robin is trying to make it seem like they care way more than they do. And she's trying to signal to Cody. And Cody's not willing to play her little game. He's done. Robin explains that there is a lot that has been going on in their family. And it's very frustrating for her to watch. She says it's all of them doing it and it's Cody with Christine and it's Cody with Janelle. Robin says she has no say. She has no influence whatsoever. And she says Mary is still here. Mary is hanging on and she feels like there is so little left. So Robin is sitting here. She's really trying to show Mary that there is still some hope. And she says Cody isn't helping her with that. If it's a lie from Cody, then he shouldn't be helping her. He should be being honest and having the hard conversation with her. Robin basically wants Cody to lie to Mary. That's not the solution. That's insulting to Mary. Mary deserves better than that. If Robin was truly Mary's friend, she wouldn't insult Mary by wanting Cody to be fake to her. Robin says it's very frustrating and some days it feels like a deal breaker. Cody not really helping Robin with trying to show Mary that there's hope. Robin is pissed. She has no control over the larger family. She's pissed that she isn't a highly revered person in the family, that she's just tolerated, that people don't like her that much, other than maybe McKelty and Cody and maybe Mary. Robin really likes to manipulate. Robin likes to influence. And she knows she has no influence in the family. She has to be included or she spazzes out. And Robin used to always in the past, in past seasons, throw in her two cents, even when it was more problematic or it had nothing to do with her or her kids. She interfered in the topic of dating, even though her kids were not dating age. She interfered in the topic of the kids going to a youth group and 10 million other things, even though she really had no skin in the game because her kids weren't that age of the topic that they were even discussing. And it caused even problems and a little resentment and anger in the kids where it would make it more difficult for the kids for her to interfere. Robin feels she knows best and like she has to control. And Cody knows that he's done with Mary and maybe he should have that conversation with her and Robin maybe refuses to allow it. Maybe she's the one who put her foot down. She wants to string Mary along despite knowing it isn't best for Mary, for Mary's happiness, for Mary's well-being. After all Mary sacrificed with bringing Robin in, getting the legal divorce, everything that Mary has done for Robin, the least Robin can do is to stop grasping at straws and manipulating Mary, stringing her along, giving her false hope and bullshit. Robin is still trying to influence Mary. She's still trying to give Mary hope where there is none. 
and everyone knows it, including Mary. It's selfish, and it makes it harder for Mary to move on. Robin's doing this because Robin doesn't want to be stuck alone in this with her best customer. She wants her emotional support person right there with her, even if this false hope will steal years of Mary's time when she could be finding her peace. She could be finding her happiness. She could be finding the actual love of her life moving forward in life. It's very selfish of Robin to do this. And Cody mentioned that if he isn't now more present around Mary, if he isn't better to his wives, if he doesn't feign more investment in them, Robin won't respect him. So I think Cody is avoiding having this conversation and ending it with Mary, even though he knows he has zero desire to continue on, even as just acquaintances, just to appease Robin and keep Robin at bay. And I think it's very selfish of Cody and Robin to do to Mary. In my opinion, Cody taking Janelle to this restaurant, the fanciest restaurant in Arizona for her birthday, was also just to try and schmooze her because Robin doesn't want Cody all to herself and she can't do the best customer shtick 24-7 for the rest of her life. So Robin advocates Cody bullshitting his wives, stringing them along, making some fake efforts so that she will continue to respect Cody and she will then continue to give him his supply. And Cody accepts it. In the end, Robin only cares that things go smoothly for her and she only cares that she gets what she wants. So she puts pressure on Cody to do stuff he doesn't want to do with his other wives to try and give them false hope just to appease Robin and please her so she continues to respect him. Also, Robin can have what she wants. Cody will do anything to keep Robin's respect. And whether he has to be disingenuous or not to these women, stringing them along doesn't matter to him. Whether he's doing it for show or just for Robin, so she respects him. So he gets his supply. It's very cruel and it's very fucked up and it's very toxic and manipulative. Robin is toxic too. And Robin is content to push Cody to string along his money tree Janelle and to string along Mary because I think Robin has some sick fantasy in her mind of having this perfect plural family that never was to begin with. And Cody will be fake and put on a show just to get Robin to continue respecting him even if he knows he could care less about being a husband to these women. And that's not fair to these women. Cody talks about Janelle making him feel like an object, but he treats the women like objects. Objects he toys with just to please Robin and maintain her respect. These women deserve more, and I'm so glad Janelle left. Mary will be forced to leave because one day, Mary will realize leaving was the best thing she ever did especially when she finds actual love and a person who sees her as she is, who loves her as is. Everyone in this world deserves that. Now, Christine tells Gabe, Garrison, and Gwendolyn that her neighbor wants to move in Utah, and she talked to Janelle about moving in next to her. Christine tells them Janelle said no. Janelle rejected her. It was a slam. No. And Christine says, she would love it if Janelle moved, if Janelle was her neighbor. And she feels if things are as bad as they are between Cody and Janelle, she wonders, why start planning your roots? Why not just move on? 
Christine is right, of course. Christine wants Janelle to move. She wants Janelle to be her neighbor. And Janelle says it's all on the table at this point. Janelle would also love to be next to Maddie and her grandkids. And Janelle says they should all get houses there in North Carolina. Christine points out that property is a lot cheaper in North Carolina than it is in Flagstaff or than it is in Utah. And Christine says they discuss a lot the topic of just getting back together again. That's the point to be together. Christine really loved their Christmas rental. How much would Cody flip out if Janelle and Christine and most of the kids moved to the same place and lived in the same area like North Carolina or Utah? And that became the hub, the nucleus of the family. Cody and Robin would be super pissed off. It would be a very bitter pill to swallow for them because... Cody and Robin will never be the nucleus of the family under any circumstances. The heart of the family is Christine and Janelle, and that will stay intact. And it's going to piss Cody off if that nucleus stays intact long after he is out of their lives. Garrison offers his house for Christmas. Cody is going to flip out majorly. Not only did the core of his family get together without him, but they don't even need a rental anymore because Garrison, the son he wanted to evict, has his home to host the Christmas. And he has already invited Christine. Cody is gonna lose it. He is gonna lose it. Christine really wants them to all hang out together. They had a really great time together at the rental for Christmas. They did all of the family traditions and Cody didn't go visit not once Not at all. He knew Janelle's kids were there. He knew Christine's kids were there. He knew Janelle and Christine were there. And he didn't make an effort to even go visit at all. He didn't go over. He didn't even call the kids on Christmas Day. For Thanksgiving, Garrison makes it clear. He wants to be wherever Christine is. And Christine says she isn't going to get together ever with Cody and Robin for holidays like Christmas. She'll always hang out with Janelle, with Janelle's kids, with her kids, but she has no plans to see Cody and Robin. Janelle says the holidays are now permanently altered at this point. She doesn't foresee that she and Cody will ever spend a holiday together again. Janelle wants to plan holidays together with Christine and all of the kids. And Gabe explains that he and Garrison are at odds with Cody because when they expressed their discontent with how things were going with the pandemic and the Rona and all the rules, he was met with a wall. There was no line of dialogue and he thinks that's what drove the wedge between himself and Garrison and his dad. Christine would love to celebrate things with Janelle and with her kids. She really loved this Christmas And she reassures Janelle and her kids that they're going to figure out the holidays and they're going to do something every year. Christine says it feels like now it's permanent, that things will be separate from Cody and from Robin in the family. And Christine explains that her kids are much more used to Cody not being in their lives. He really wasn't around as much at Christine's. But Cody has been around Janelle's kids. So Cody's absence really affects Janelle's kids more because they were more accustomed to having Cody be around. And Janelle worries now about her boy's mental health. She says Gabe feels things very, very deeply. He's more sensitive, but he doesn't say anything. 
And Garrison just seems angrier. He seems sadder. He's not as happy-go-lucky as he used to be before this all happened. Christine says for them, for Janelle's kids, this has been much more devastating than it has been for her kids. Cody used to be around. He communicated often with Janelle's kids. Then the pandemic hit and Cody used it as an excuse to be absent and mistreat most of his family. And then all of a sudden, Janelle's kids became threats and they became enemies and he wanted his boys evicted. They became chopped liver to Cody. And the boys, they tried. They tried to communicate with their dad. They tried to talk to Cody and they really tried to show their emotions and be vulnerable. And it was like talking to a wall. Cody was cold. He had no emotions. And it really was painful to watch because you could see the hurt. I can't imagine how they felt. Maybe things like, what's wrong with me? That my dad doesn't love me. That my dad can love these other kids, but he doesn't love me. That my dad doesn't want me. Why am I unlovable? I mean, I'm sure you get sad. You get angry. You feel betrayed. And it was very wrong of Cody to put his ego and his favorite wife ahead of his sons. It was fucked up of Cody to even verbalize to his wife, it's me or my boys. That was wrong of him to say. And during a pandemic, he wanted to evict his sons if they didn't allow him to dictate how they should live. I mean, Cody's a loser. He hurt his kids in a major way. He did major damage and it's not okay. And this is not about protecting his little kids. Like Cody says, it's not about the Rona. This is about Cody being selfish. This is about Cody wanting to find ways to free himself of his obstacles to his goals in life. Cody destroyed his family. He destroyed his relationships in his family. He destroyed his relationships with his kids. He hurt them deeply. He hurt their feelings. He hurt their hearts. And it maybe could have fucked with things like their self-worth. And it maybe could have done a million other things. And this asshole still hasn't called to try and talk to his boys. He couldn't even bother to call his kids on Christmas while he wants to play father of the year over at Robin's house, getting her kids dirt bikes, taking a 20-year-old grown-ass adult to pierce her ears when he couldn't even attend Isabel's major surgery, when he doesn't remember their birthdays, when he can't call on Christmas. How does Cody think his other kids feel when he sees that They see him being capable of giving so much love and attention and investment to these other kids when he refuses to give it to them and he even goes to the point of neglecting and ignoring them. It's very unfair. It's very cruel. And kids never get to pick who their parents are or how they are treated. It's not right. It's bullshit. Cody's kids, in my opinion, they're too good for him. And Cody's ex-wives, they're too good for him. Cody is just an egotistical, selfish prick. He only really cares about himself and his convenience and getting his supply. I think Gabe and Garrison, Cody sees as threats to him because he knows they won't ever bend the knee. He can't control them. They will never see him as a hero. And if he can't get his ass kissed, if he can't get his ego coddled, if he can't be the hero, if it isn't convenient and it doesn't provide a supply for him, then Cody wants nothing to do with you even if you're his kid. Cody's an idiot. You know, Cody has treasures all around him, piled sky high, and he's sitting there bitching and moaning that he's broke. He has nothing. He's broken when he has more than most men and he is just blind. 
he's a loser. And the one wife he holds up that he thinks is loyal, who he thinks loves him, oh, the perfect angel, is the wife who used him to her advantage. She got out of the debt she came into this family with. She now has financial security. She now has a home all paid for off of the backs of her sister wives. She has her nanny. She has her goblin's lair paid for mostly by Mary and Janelle's Vegas house proceeds. And she's legal wife. And she manipulated the fuck out of Cody. She wanted money. She wanted financial security. She wanted a father for her kids. And she took it. And she knew Cody wanted to be prioritized. He wanted convenience. He wanted to be a hero and feel like he was in charge. And she gave Cody that she let him think he is in control when all she is really doing is managing him and manipulating the fuck out of him and he thinks he wears the pants but she is the neck that turns the head and Robin only cares about what she gets for herself and for her kids and Cody holds her up as this angel this loyal wife for everyone to emulate when in reality Robin plays the fuck out of Cody and when she is tired of managing Cody of coddling him like a toddler, she will leave his ass with all of his coins and legal wife status. She'll have the coins, the stability, and the security that belong to Janelle and some to Mary and Christine. And Cody will realize the real loyalty, the real respect, the real love, the type where you genuinely care, where you genuinely have the person's back, where you are loyal, so you are honest. And because you care, you don't manage, you don't coddle egos, you don't cook ego feasts, you're honest, and you tell the truth because you want the best for that person, those loyal women who give him that, the ones who sacrificed for the family, the ones who truly were loyal, who truly respected Cody enough to be honest with him, to sacrifice with their actions and not empty words, those women, those ex-wives were really the loyal ones. His kids who were honest with him were the loyal ones. He was the one who got charmed by a snake and he will feel like the fool he is and he will have no one left when he realizes it and he'll call up Gabe, he'll call up Garrison, he'll call Mary and they won't have the time to pick up. Cody asks for loyalty. He had real loyalty in spades all around him and all of his other kids and all of his other wives. And yet he accuses them of not being loyal when he allows the one he calls the loyal one, the one who is fake, the one who is actually disrespecting him and his family the most by enabling the monster and managing him, by allowing him to think he wears the pants, the one who's actually the neck that turns the head, that's the wife he favors all because of a little schmoozing and best customer service. When Cody realizes he was manipulated and the facade is shattered, Cody is going to be angry as fuck. How angry is he going to be when he realizes why he lost his family or how foolish he was? When he starts seeing the value of everything he let go of. How foolish will Cody feel? How unhinged will he get when Robin walks out and he finally sees the forest for the trees. Next, Robin asks Mary if she is going to address the concern she has. Mary doesn't seem to want to, and Robin tells Mary that she wanted to make something clear with Cody. She's being the family counselor, and Mary tells Cody she didn't want Robin or him to think 
And then Robin stops Mary and she tells Mary don't. She's really trying to direct Mary and manipulate Mary's communication to Cody. Robin is really trying to manage the words that are going to come out of Mary's mouth. Mary stops and she asks Robin why she's being so weird. I know the answer. That's easy. Robin is delusional and she's a control freak. Robin says that she's just trying to get Mary to tell Cody that her moving her business to Parowan, it doesn't mean she is not still committed. Robin says Cody needs to know it. Mary tells Robin that she isn't the one who is finalizing anything. Robin sighs. She rolls her eyes. This is really pathetic. Those three adults know that Mary and Cody's marriage is over with no hope. Cody doesn't want to be the one to formalize it, so he isn't the bad guy. And Mary still has some love for Cody, and she knows Cody is done, but she won't be the one to leave unless she is absolutely forced to leave. And Cody shuts it down. And Robin is in the middle telling Cody she won't respect him unless he acts like Mary's husband when he has no interest in that. And Robin is also continually giving Mary false hope, even when Mary tells Robin she knows Cody is done. This is pathetic. And we know Robin begs Mary at times. Don't leave me here. Don't leave me with this. It's nuts. Mary is the only one who would want Cody in a heartbeat. Even Robin is sick of Cody. But Cody doesn't want Mary. And it's really the deaf leading the blind in this situation. It's a clown circus, the whole thing. Now, Mary says she doesn't have a problem saying it, but she thinks Cody will have a problem hearing it. And Mary tells Cody, this doesn't mean that she's leaving him or the family. This is purely just a business thing. Cody looks so deflated, so disappointed when Mary says that this is just a business thing, that she isn't leaving him. And in confessional, Cody says, okay, good on you, Mary. He says, this actually has no effect on him. What a dick. Cody is trying to convince Mary to move. He doesn't want to have the hard conversation with her. He just wants to get her out of his hair. So Cody is saying that Lizzie's Heritage Inn, it's about the family heritage. And so if Mary is living there, running the business from there, he wonders if there is a need for the BNB to continue on. And he really wants to understand why Mary is continuing the BNB when she can just live there. Cody is just dying to convince Mary to live there. And Robin at this point is getting annoyed. She puts her foot down. She glares at Cody and she tells him she's going to say this and he is going to download it to his hard drive. She tells Cody the house is sentimental. It doesn't matter what it is. It's sentimental to Mary. And at this point, Cody automatically changes his tone. He's afraid of Robin and he tells Robin he understands and Robin asks, do you? And she tells Cody that he keeps talking business-like. And Cody changes his tone and he tells Robin, no, 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 no. He cowers to Robin and she is tightening that vice around this man's balls. He gets meek almost. And he tells Robin keeping the house and having the house for family was the important thing. And Cody says he has always known that having that house was sentimental and that's why he didn't agree with Mary buying the house because it was just for sentimental reasons. 
He was ultimately glad that Mary did it because she got a really great experience there with her mother in her mother's last years. He isn't complaining about the BNB, but he is questioning what Mary is doing. And he wonders in his head why Mary lives in Flagstaff at all. Mary thinks Cody isn't getting that she didn't really buy the house so that she could live in there or for her to move out and leave him or for her to leave the family and move up there. That's not why she bought the house and that wasn't her intention. Mary says Cody always implied that and Cody says that that's not so. And Robin asks why Mary would have the house sitting there empty if she doesn't use it as a business. And Cody says he thinks that Mary should move into the house and use it more. Robin tells Cody Mary doesn't want to move into it and that's the point. And Cody says Mary is running her business out of the B&B though. And Robin again tells Cody yes, but Mary isn't moving into it. And Mary is still going to get a smaller house in Flagstaff. She's going to live in Flagstaff still. I prefer this new, more candid Mary. Mary says sometimes people have two homes. And she asks, guess what? Ooh, so do polygamous men. Polygamous men have multiple homes and they live in both of them usually. Mary points that out. I love the snark and I love how she adds polygamous men have multiple homes. They live in both of them usually, implying of course that Cody only lives at Robin's. And if it's okay for Cody to have multiple homes, it's okay for her to have multiple homes too. I really do love the snark. Mary points out that she is just going to live in one room when she stays at the inn. And the inn is still a business. And Cody says he doesn't understand it. He's super confused because Mary's going to be taking up a room that is supposed to be rented out there. It's supposed to be let out and she isn't moving in, but both of her businesses are going to be there. And the only reason she has space in Flagstaff is just going to be for a remote relationship with he and Robin. Cody really wants Mary to move. And Mary says Cody isn't sure why she would use one of the rooms that they usually would run out. And Mary asks, why does Cody even care? And she laughs and she says, Cody hasn't cared what room she sleeps in for the last decade. So she doesn't know why he would care now. He doesn't care. He's trying to reason with Mary and give her reasons as to why she should move there because it isn't practical for her to even have a place in Flagstaff just for whatever acquaintance relationship she has with Robin, Cody, and the kids. I love how Cody refers to it as a remote relationship and Mary considers this her family. Mary reminds viewers that her mom... When her mom ran the inn before she passed away, may she rest in peace, she lived in a room of the inn. So Mary wouldn't be taking up a room that was meant to be rented out. They're not going to be losing a profit or anything like that because Mary will just move into the room her mom lived in that wasn't rented anyway. Mary explains to Cody that, to be honest, she really doesn't know what she ultimately wants to do with the inn. She knows she doesn't want to live there and she definitely doesn't want it to be her house. And she has said since they were kicked out of Utah that she doesn't want to live in Utah. When Mary says this, Cody has an audible sigh. He's very annoyed. He's very frustrated that she won't just move. Cody wants Mary to move and he thinks it makes more sense for her to move. 
He doesn't want Mary there. He doesn't respect Mary. He really doesn't value her. He really is trying to suggest reasons why it would be more practical for Mary to move there. Hody is making it very clear. He doesn't give a fuck about Mary. He doesn't want Mary in Flagstaff. He relegates their familial relationship to, oh, it's just a remote relationship. As far as Cody's concerned, Mary's the annoying neighbor or the pesky acquaintance. He describes the relationship with Mary as a remote relationship. That's how little he values Mary as a person at all in his life. And I really felt bad for Mary. Whether Cody loves her or not in a romantic way, Mary was with Cody through everything. She remained loyal. Mary even brought Cody goblin. She encouraged their relationship. She paid for a large portion of Robin's house with her Vegas home proceeds. Mary gave up her legal marriage. She worked for Robin's dream of my sister wife's closet, even though it wasn't her dream. And Cody is the father of her kid. She was Cody's first wife. This is the only family Mary knows. And Cody would prefer to just cleave her off. That's how nasty this guy is. He doesn't even like her as a person or as a friend or acquaintance. He treats Mary like a burden. He says he wants loyalty. Mary is loyal to the core. After everything, she is still there. Cody doesn't want loyalty. Cody wants a narcissistic supply and Cody wants convenience. And I think once the catfish happened, even though Cody abandoned Mary as a husband even before the catfish, Cody just increasingly treated Mary like she was dog shit. Dog shit that ruined his white sneakers. Brand new, fresh out of the box, they're mucked up. It's very cruel. And Mary doesn't want Cody to think that she is walking away because she still has hope. Mary says at this point with the inn, with the business, she doesn't know what to do with it and it causes her anxiety. Mary was hoping that Cody would care more during this discussion. And she says there wasn't really anything specific she wanted Cody to say or do. She just wanted Cody to have an air of caring. And that just wasn't there. Cody couldn't even pretend to care. There wasn't even a small whiff of concern, a small waft of care. Robin tells Cody that Mary doesn't want to move there. She makes it clear for the millionth time. And Mary says it wasn't her intention. It's not what she wanted. Mary says that the conversations like this tell her, go ahead, Mary, live your life on your own like you've been doing because nothing else is going to change. Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. Mary, go with your gut. Your heart maybe has hope. Your heart loves who you thought this guy was, who you fell in love with. But what does your mind tell you? What does your gut tell you? What does your conscience tell you? The answer is there. You said it. Nothing is going to change. Do you. Life is short. If Cody is unwilling, if he already doesn't value or respect Mary as a person, he never will. And he will never love Mary. Not ever, ever in the way that she does love him or in the way she wants to be loved by him. Mary should love herself. She should respect herself. She deserves more. She should want someone who loves her as she is, who sees her worth. And Cody isn't that guy. 
Mary should just do her own life. She will be so much happier for it. A long time ago when I was like really young, like early 20s, someone told me, you do you. Do your life. Don't worry about this person that you have a relationship with that you're stuck on. Don't worry about it. You do you. It was the best advice ever. It stuck with me. I took it to heart. It's the truth. You do you. The right people in your life will be in your life no matter what. If a person doesn't love you, there is nothing you could do about that. You have to love yourself enough to be strong enough to go out and find a person who can love you as you are. Mary is in her mid to late 40s and she only had one major relationship her whole life. And so I don't think she really got to learn that through history and through experience, how to let your heart let go. And yes, it hurts, but go through the grief and move forward and you will find other loves and there will always be more. There will always be better. Keep going. And so she's experiencing it now when most people experience this when they're in their early 20s or like their very late teens, like young adult, you experience these things and you learn. Mary didn't get that experience. So for her, I mean, this has to hurt a lot and really make her suffer a lot. Mary should just do her own life. She will be so much happier for it and she just really might meet the love of her life. I would say don't let this asshole steal any more of your life. The longer Mary waits, the more time she is wasting when she could be with whatever person is out there for her. This stringing Mary along and Mary having hope has gone way too far. It hurts Mary too much. And at the point where Mary tells Cody she has hope, she tells Cody, I still have hope. I am not leaving. Cody should have then asked the cameras to stop rolling. He should have asked Robin to leave and he should have told Mary he knows it's done. He knows he will never be able to do this. He's sorry. He loved her once, but she deserves more. He needs to have that one-on-one conversation with her in private. He needs to tell her he cannot give her what she deserves. He can't do this. That's probably all she needs to hear privately from him in a conversation and it will hurt and it will be inconvenient. But Cody doesn't have the balls to do that. He can be cruel to Mary. He can twist the knife. He can tell the world, but he refuses to tell Mary one-on-one because there's resistance or because Robin doesn't want that. And it's because he doesn't want Robin pissed at him, but this really isn't fair to Mary. It's cruel AF. And most men, even the -the run-of-the-mill assholes in the bunch, wouldn't let this go this far. Cody doesn't have this talk to appease Robin and to avoid the inconvenience with Mary. And Robin just keeps giving Mary this false hope to string her along. And in the end, the only ultimate result is going to be heartbreak and grief for Mary. But once she has no hope, in will come the sunlight and in will come the possibility of better, the possibility of more, the possibility of even hoping for better. And that's when Mary will find whatever she deserves that's coming to her. But not before the hope dies. How long is this bullshit going to go on? Robin is really selfish. She knows this is wrong. She knows it's cruel. She knows Mary deserves more. If she were in Mary's shoes, she knows she wouldn't accept this. She would know she deserves more. Mary just gave Robin so much. She sacrificed so much. 
And every time Robin looks at her kids and at her life and at her home and at her marriage certificate, she has Mary to thank for that. Yet she gives Mary crumbs of false hope, stringing her along, begging, please don't leave me. Please don't leave me alone with this. Is that the best Robin can do for Mary? The woman who gave her everything that she has. Robin should want Mary to be happy. It's more important than some fantasy in Robin's mind of what the family should be. Whatever she feels the family ideally should be will never be. Now, Cody says what he is seeing here is Robin being an advocate of he and Mary reconciling their marriage. And they are making Cody feel very uncomfortable. Cody says he has one wife he has a great relationship with and he is afraid if he abandons these women, Robin will lose respect for him. Listen, Robin never had a problem before with Cody abandoning and neglecting his wives and his kids. Robin knew that the women complained that Cody was always at her house, that he wasn't being fair and equal in his time and investment across the board in all the households. And Robin lied and she made excuses for her husband. At one point, she even said, well, the women were in a bad place with Cody. So they misperceived that he wasn't spending as much time there in their homes. She refuses to admit that she's the favorite wife. Robin never lost respect for Cody. I don't think she gave a fuck as long as it wasn't affecting her getting what she wanted for herself and her kids. She knew the other wives had to put up with things she would never accept so Cody could please her and cater to her, even to the detriment of everyone else in the family. For example, when Cody refused to attend Isabel's major surgery, of course he blamed the Rona when he really, Robin said she didn't like Cody being away from her home for more than a few days or else her kids got anxious. So Robin knew that Cody abandoned his wives, that he neglected his other kids, that he invested the lion's share of his time and effort in her and in her kids to the detriment of everyone else and all the relationships. Robin didn't care how it affected the rest of the family as long as she got what she wanted for herself and her kids. And when Cody then started becoming angry and resentful and unhinged, when Cody quit being able to bullshit his wives and string them along, when they refused to take less than they deserved from Cody and they left and Cody couldn't get them to accept less than, then he got angry and then he brought it into Robin's home. And Cody's anger and Cody's resentment and his unhinged emotions became Robin's problem. Cody wasn't the same with her. He wasn't the same with her kids. He was angry and it affected her home. Then, and only then, suddenly Robin told Cody, you can't abandon these women. Play the husband. Play your role. And it's a day late and it's a dollar short after the damage was done. And then Robin threatened, well, I'll lose respect. I can leave. I'm legal wife. And Cody knew it would affect his narcissistic supply, his hero status, his best customer service at Robin's house. And then we suddenly see Cody is taking Janelle to a birthday dinner throwing crumbs, this and that, after it's already done. And it's not because Cody wants to invest. It's because Cody doesn't want to lose his money tree and Janelle. And he knows if he loses Mary and Janelle, and it's just Robin, 
that Robin told him she won't respect him. She doesn't want monogamy. She doesn't want him all to herself. He better try or she won't respect him and it'll affect their marriage. So now Cody makes a smidge of an effort because he fears losing Robin's respect, because he fears Robin turning on him. It's not because he cares about his marriages. It's not because he cares about Janelle or Janelle's birthday. If it was me, I would be sitting at this Mariposa, what Cody considers the ritziest place in Arizona, and I'd be reminding Cody of how he forgot our son's birthday, how he didn't even call it Christmas, how he asked me to choose me or our kids. That's why Janelle couldn't bear for her hand to be in that man's hand, in my opinion. And she wanted a fun, easy, light birthday, so none of this stuff got brought up, but they will never reconcile, and that's why. Next, Christina's in Flagstaff for Janelle's birthday and Cody is taking Janelle out. And Janelle says before she and Cody had that fight, they really weren't connected. So Janelle was very frustrated with Cody that Cody wasn't making an effort to see Savannah to see her kids. Janelle says she and Cody can always go hang out. They can have fun on a superficial level. That is if she compartmentalizes and she puts away all of the other stuff. So when Cody called, she did agree to go on this birthday date. She says it's better than watching TV. Christine thinks that Janelle and Cody are in an interesting place in their relationship. Janelle still loves Cody. She wants to be with him. Christine knows things are hard. She doesn't know if Cody has worked things out with Janelle's kids And she thinks that Janelle's kids are very frustrated right now with Cody. Janelle is honest. She says she really doesn't foresee she and Cody working their relationship out. Janelle says she has to be open to the possibility that they'll be struck by lightning and it'll all work out. But she's a realist. She realizes that's not happening. Janelle says it really doesn't look good. It doesn't look like it's going to work out. We learn just how amazing of a sister wife Christine is. Christine was talking to Maddie and she told Maddie that Janelle needs to be happy and whatever makes Janelle happy, Christine will support. Whether Janelle stays with Cody and Flagstaff or not, whatever Janelle wants to do, Christine will support it. No problem. Christine is a loyal friend. Christine is a ride or die. And Janelle is very lucky to have Christine. And Christine is also very lucky to have Janelle. Christine knows exactly how Cody is. And she knows exactly what Janelle is going through. And Christine really loves Janelle so much. There's a huge connection there, a bond. So she loves Janelle so much that even if Janelle stayed with Cody, she would support it as long as Janelle is happy. Robin really needs to learn about what a good friend does, how a good friend would behave from Christine. Maybe then Robin would have less issues keeping sister wives and making friends. Janelle hopes the birthday dinner with Cody is easy, that they have this easy, nice time. She says their last interaction was the worst fight they ever had. And Janelle really just doesn't want any fighting She wants to be easy. She wants to have fun. She wants to celebrate the day. It's her birthday. Cody says that Mary, she doesn't know what she wants, but she's asking him and telling him stuff. So now Cody has decided 
that he's going to throw out ideas since Mary doesn't know what she wants. Cody is very bitter. He says he doesn't know what Mary wants and he's been guessing at it for 33 years. Guessing what Mary wants because Mary never knows what she wants. Cody asks Mary if she has any ability to build a small casita like Janelle wants to build on Coyote Pass. And Mary tells Cody from what she understood from him, they can't do anything until they divide the property. And Cody says he doesn't mean doing it right now, but they can get the land paid for and they can divide the land and they can build. Cody tells Mary that Janelle got an apartment in town and he suggests that Mary can stay in an RV on Coyote Pass just like Janelle did while they build her house. Cody says he isn't pushing, but he's just asking. And Mary's response is, hell no, there is no way she is living in an RV. Cody explains that it was very hard living on Coyote Pass in the RV, and it sucked. But he said Janelle had dogs, and it's a different environment for three people and two dogs in an RV versus just one person living there all alone. Robin, the nutcase, says... This is why she sees hope, because Mary is still a big part of Cody's big picture. For Robin, picture is picture. Maybe it's just a Utah thing. How dumb is Robin? Seriously. Cody knows, in my opinion, that he needs Janelle and Mary with him to pay off that land. And he has no choice. He needs their money. He has to get them wanting to build. Even if it's just little casitas there, they are all financially responsible and tied to that land. This is not at all about what Cody wants or his big picture. It's about money. And if Robin sees this as hope from Cody, she doesn't have two brain cells to rub together. She's grasping at straws here if that's hope. Robin says that Mary is still a part of Cody's big picture. According to Robin, that's why Cody says things like, Why don't you hurry and build a house on that property? Because she is still a part of Cody's future. No, no. Cody says that because he knows he needs Janelle and he needs Mary to help him pay off the land. And they have no choice as well. Their names are attached to that land. It's their credit on the line too. If they are on the deeds and they are pitching in financially, then they are obviously going to build and they need a place to stay. It has absolutely nothing to do with Cody's investment in these women or Cody wanting these women in his big picture. It has nothing to do with Cody wanting Mary in his future. Robin is playing dumb and she's a fool if she actually thinks she is selling us or anyone else on this hope bullshit about Cody's big picture. It's about money, not about Cody's big picture. Robin is delusional if she sees it any differently. Robin knows the truth, but I think she likes to play dumb because it serves her. Now, Cody suggests another idea to Mary. He wants to build a barn dominium out there on the land. He wants to put his car there that he only drives in the summer, and he wants to put his stuff there in this barn dominium. Cody explains a barn dominium is a giant garage. It's a barn that has a loft apartment in it. It's like a condominium and a barn. It's a metal building, and it goes up really fast. 
Cody would have to get a permit for the loft part and Mary could live in the loft and it'll be about the size of her kitchen. Mary says basically Cody just wants to put her out there with his extra stuff that he doesn't want to see, that he doesn't want to deal with. He doesn't have room for the cars or the storage or the Mary. That's insulting as fuck. Like Mary is an old, worn, tattered object for Cody to discard in the junk pile in the barn. W-T-F. Cody, as usual, is cruel on purpose and it's not cute. Cody says, oh, it's just an idea. He says they're just overwhelmed with his stuff. He's really tired. Janelle moved into the RV. He had to get rid of some stuff from her. Then Christine left and there was so much stuff that needed to go to storage and it overwhelms them. Mary says she gets that Cody thinks that he's amazing and gracious and brilliant, but this, it's just insulting. This candid Mary, this honest Mary, I like her a lot more. I've never really seen these women lose their shit with Cody. If it were me and he suggested that I could go live with his stuff in this barn after I knew this guy for 33 years and had his kid, and this is what I'm treated like, like an object to be put in storage relegated to the barn, I don't care if there are cameras or no cameras. I would be embarrassing the shit out of Cody going over everything I sacrificed, going over everything, telling him I deserve more and that I'm insulted and really embarrassing the fuck out of Cody. Cody should really keep in mind that these women know all the fucked up shit Cody has ever done and said and in private too. If this is how Cody behaves on camera, can you guys imagine the off camera mask off Cody Brown? These women can really go out of their way to humiliate the fuck out of Cody and they don't. They keep their composure. They stay classy because they know Cody shows his ass all by himself. Mary tells Cody that it makes more sense to have a smaller house and she doesn't want to live long term in an RV. Cody says there are just no good answers and he thinks part of the confusion is for he and Mary because of where they are at now. Cody thinks the writing is on the wall and it's been obvious to him but when he tries to go into that discussion with Mary he just gets so much resistance. Cody says it's not fair to either of them, but as long as Mary wants to live in this denial, he guesses he can live in it with her. Cody just wants to avoid the wrath of Robin and he just wants to avoid having to bear witness to Mary's emotions. To have this conversation, he should be honest, he should be clear, he should continue on even if he gets resistance, even if it's hard should have this conversation and he has to be willing to listen to her feelings he has to be able to listen to her hurt he has to be able to listen to her sadness and to her hopelessness and to her feeling crushed that it's finally over and I don't think he wants to see Mary feel anything and I think he wants it done in a clinical kind of antiseptic way without having to feel the weight of how it hurts Mary He maybe pushed Janelle away and maybe he succeeded at pushing Christine away. But Mary was his first wife. He was her first love. And he really owes it to Mary to listen to her and to support her and to just take it and to have that compassion. Instead, he's just going to be a dick because it's easier for him. But I think Cody knows he owes Mary more than that. 
And I think he's capable of more. He's just choosing to be selfish. Cody tells Mary he thinks she's making a really good move. And he tells her he's not worried about Mary going, no, don't leave because he doesn't think that she is leaving. Yeah, but he wishes she was. He tells Mary not to worry. And Mary says she went into this conversation already knowing that Cody wasn't going to give a flying rat's ass. And he is saying he's not concerned about her leaving because it's true. He's not concerned at all about anything about her. Not only is he not concerned, he wants her to go and he wishes that she was leaving. I think Mary just wants Cody to respect her enough to talk to her and end it and be the one to end it. And he doesn't do that and she refuses to let him push her out so that he can say she left. She insists he be the one to leave her, that he man up, that he grow balls. Now, Robin says Mary can be in this dark place and she will ask Robin, why am I trying? And so Robin told Mary, if she doesn't want to try anymore, then she wants her to be happy. So if Mary doesn't want to do this anymore, if she doesn't see that there is any hope, she doesn't want to be selfish and keep Mary here. And Mary told Robin to never say that to her again. She told Robin she needs her to always tell her that there is hope. Robin says Mary told her she needs her to always be fighting for their relationship because there are days when she is too weak to continue to fight and she needs someone else to fight. And Robin agreed. She said, okay. Yeah, but Cody doesn't want it. He made that clear. Robin and Mary, no matter how much they want this, they cannot force Cody to want to participate in a marriage he doesn't want. They cannot make Cody love Mary. Cody will never suddenly have a change of heart. And if Mary respects herself, and if Robin respects and loves Mary, everyone should just end it. This is not fair. I think Mary thinks that Robin can influence Cody to want her. Why would Mary want to be in a marriage with Cody that Robin influenced, that Robin pushed for, that Cody doesn't want, that he's doing basically just for Robin's sake? Why would Mary want that for herself? Why would she think that that was enough? She needs more than that. She deserves more. And she should have more self-worth. If that's enough, that she would tolerate a marriage for herself, that Robin influenced just so Mary hangs on, that Cody is participating in just to appease Robin, that's bullshit. Mary should have more self-worth than that if that's really enough for her. Mary really should want someone who wants her with enthusiasm as their first choice. It's obvious Cody really doesn't love Mary, and it doesn't really matter how much you love a person. If they don't love you, move on. If you love yourself, you would never, ever, ever, ever tolerate that and accept that. Mary wishes that Cody saw some value in her. And she says he doesn't. He wants to put her in the loft of his barn dominium. Mary says it plain and clear. She knows Cody doesn't value her. She knows. Cody devaluates Mary to the point where she is relegated to the loft of the barn dominium. Relegated to being an old tool, Cody just throws in the barn. One man's junk is another man's treasure. There is a man out there who will see Mary as gold. 
a man who will see Mary's worth. Mary can't find that guy, the one for her, if she is stuck in the barn dominium next to the old saw blades and lawn mowers by the metal scrap pile. Cody should really see value in Mary. Without Mary, he wouldn't even have found Robin. He wouldn't have been able to adopt Robin's kids if Mary hadn't sacrificed her legal wife status. Robin's kids wouldn't have their family or Cody as their father. This is all thanks to Mary who encouraged Cody from the start. The woman who sacrificed her legal marriage. She was with Cody from the start. If Cody can't love Mary, he can at least appreciate the sacrifices Mary made for him and for Robin and her kids. And he can respect that Mary gave him a lot. She wasn't easy, but she sacrificed. And Robin should see that sacrifice every day in her kids and in her life. Cody didn't want to ever take on another man's kids. He never wanted to marry a divorcee. He was set against it. He never wanted a blended family. But Mary liked Robin a lot. Mary encouraged Cody to pursue Robin. Mary, of course, was in mergers and acquisitions for the family, and she was the catalyst. She brought in the bomb that blew the family to smithereens, as Robin put it. Cody doesn't see Mary's value as a person or as a woman, as the mother of his child he spent 33 years with. The woman who sacrificed her legal marriage so he could create his family he has now with Robin. Cody doesn't see the value in Mary's sacrifice. He doesn't appreciate it. He doesn't see Mary's loyalty. She can live with his tools in the loft of the barn dominium. That's how Cody thinks of this woman who gave all of that to him and to Robin. If that doesn't tell you all you need to know about Cody and his character, I don't know what does. If Mary stays, knowing Cody doesn't value her at this point, it's on her. Mary willingly at this point is accepting less than she deserves, knowing Cody will never give her anything more. That's now her choice if she continues to stay knowing this, being well aware. Next, it's Janelle's birthday. And Cody and Janelle, are they're going on their date. It's very awkward. Cody, of course, made the dinner reservations at the nicest restaurant in all of Arizona. It's a secret. Cody isn't telling Janelle where they're going to go. They're just going to end up there. Cody doesn't know how they got here, but he says he and Janelle are basically trying to start over. And it's been almost six months since the fight. And then four months ago, he and Janelle met for dinner. She said she wanted a separation, so now they're going to go out and they're going to investigate themselves to see how they can get along. Cody says they're in very different places and they have different points of view in the relationship. Janelle is talking about staying separated, about not reconciling at all, and Cody doesn't know why they can't reconcile. So Cody says he's clueless as to what the real problem is. He says it's complicated. Cody explains that it's a weird place to be when you're getting a divorce while you're still sleeping with your wife and lover in a relationship. 
We all don't need to be reminded how Cody is banging the one wife he has left. That is so cringe for him to call Robin his wife and lover. I mean, obviously they hook up and she's the only wife he's been sleeping with. Cody makes it clear. We obviously know he hasn't hooked up with Mary for decades. He didn't hook up with Christine. Maybe he hooked up sporadically with Janelle. But why does Cody have to mention that at all? The wives that are leaving Cody, we all know he wasn't really hooking up with. This whole time, he was basically just sleeping with Robin. So how is it weird to be in this place, really, when he was really always in this place? Also, Cody says he is clueless as to what the real problem is in his relationship with Janelle. Janelle says they can't reconcile. She wants to stay separated. And Cody thinks that they can reconcile. It's not complicated. Cody gets the problem very well, in my opinion. He's just playing dumb, just like his shop lady wife likes to do. Listen, Cody gave Janelle the ultimatum, me or my kids. He doesn't treat Janelle like an equal. He asked her to be more loyal like the favorite wife who isn't actually loyal. She just blows hot air up Cody's ass. She just cooks him ego feasts and she manipulates the fuck out of him. If she was truly loyal... Robin wouldn't blindly obey Cody and enable his toxicity. She would actually be honest with him. If Cody had any brain cells left after using all that hair follicle booster spray, he would realize that Janelle actually is loyal. And she proved that not with blowing smoke up his ass in empty words, telling Cody what he wants to hear, but through her actions, sacrificing for decades as the primary breadwinner for this family for years Janelle supported Cody's family. Without her, Cody couldn't have ever made ends meet for his family. Janelle even paid for a huge portion of the goblin's lair. So Cody doing things like suggesting Janelle needs to be more loyal, that was probably a huge slap in the face considering her actions show how loyal she is to Cody and also to the larger family. Cody is the one who wasn't loyal to her. Although Janelle paid for a large chunk of Robin's home with her Vegas house proceeds, Cody delayed paying off the land and helping Janelle with that, refusing to sacrifice for her, refusing to reciprocate. He also neglected his kids with her. He tried to push her to evict her kids during a pandemic, and he stopped communicating with the kids and being present as a father and a husband. It's not complicated. It's actually simple. And just because they separated before and they got back together again, there is not a snowball's chance in hell that that's happening again. After all that, after putting Janelle through all of that, this loser thinks putting on some dress pants and taking Janelle to the fanciest restaurant in all of Arizona will be a start to woo Janelle, his money tree, back into reconciliation. Janelle is super intelligent. She's ambitious. She's a college-educated, strong, independent woman. Cody isn't clueless to what the real problem is. He just thinks he can manipulate his way out of the situation and he can string Janelle along by playing dumb and by feigning being attentive for a night or two. Get the fuck out with the dress pants and the reservations. That's really an insult to Janelle's intelligence that Cody assumed that that would be progress or a start to make up for the mountain of shit he forced Janelle and her kids to trudge through. I don't think so. 
not today, loser. Cody's an idiot. And I love that Janelle didn't want her birthday meal filmed. Cody probably wanted to film it to show the viewers, oh, look how great I am, how great he is, how he really just is spoiling Janelle, how he's really being better. Because Cody thinks doing something like that, it'll look really good for him. But nothing is going to make this guy look good. Nothing is going to make this guy look better unless he gets help and unless he tries to take full accountability. And it's never going to happen. Mariposa, the best restaurant in Arizona, doesn't make up for even one billionth of a fraction of the bullshit this guy put Janelle through. And the only reason Cody did this is to appease Robin and probably for a filming opportunity. He seemed a little disappointed that those cameras were off. Cody thinks that Janelle left before and she came back and I think he thinks he can just string Janelle along again. Everyone but Cody seems to get that this isn't like those other times. It's obvious Janelle has had enough. Cody says with Janelle, he sees the potential for them to manage it and to keep that relationship. But he struggles wondering how they unwind the past and figure out what their relationship is now. And he wonders how to do that. Janelle says, Neither of them are making great strides or big declarations of, I want this to work out or, oh, I found a counselor. They're kind of in this place where there is no connection anymore. Janelle says she still enjoys Cody's company, but this date to her, it's just a fun time to hang out and to just do something for her birthday just to mark the occasion. She says they aren't going to discuss deep things and she wants it to be easy. She wants it to be fun kind of like a first or second casual date. Cody, he picks Janelle up. It's awkward from the start and he tells her, happy birthday. She says, thanks. It's very quiet. It's very awkward. Even Janelle says it's weird. She says it's awkwardly familiar. It's awkward because of all that's happened, but this is familiar because they've been together for almost 30 years. Cody asks Janelle if... She wanted to go to the nicest restaurant in all of Arizona. What would that restaurant be? And Janelle answers, Mariposa. And Cody reveals to her that he got a reservation there. And Janelle is all excited. She's saying, wow, wow, honey, honey, thank you, thank you. Janelle says it's a nice gesture that Cody somehow got a reservation at this place. Cody's laughing in confessional. He is very proud of himself. And as Janelle is saying, wow, he says he gets stuff done. Janelle has wanted to go there to this restaurant forever. They used to make plans and then they'd cancel them. And it's the hardest restaurant in all of Arizona to get into. Janelle thanks him and Cody says Janelle can't even get a reservation there. And he got one and he feels like the magic man again. Yeah, Cody's a very important guy. He's on TLC, guys. I mean, if there was one reservation left at the best restaurant in all of Arizona, Mariposa, the fanciest restaurant, and there was one table, and it was a choice between POTUS, the president of the United States of America, and Cody Brown, I mean, I'm not sure who they would give the table to. That's a a tough decision. I mean... TLC's Cody Brown of Sister Wives or the president? What to do? What to do? 
Janelle just wants a fun, easy evening. Cody points out that he dressed nice and he doesn't like going there unless he's in slacks. He didn't look like he was dressed too nice. He looked uptight. Janelle just wants a fun night and Cody says he feels like he's going on a first date. He's jonesing. He's wondering, hey, are we going to kiss on this date? I wouldn't want to kiss someone who doesn't treat me as their equal. I wouldn't want to kiss someone who hurts my kids. Janelle remembers when she was a teenager that there were these books that they had, question books, of all the questions you would ask on a first date. And Janelle wonders if they need one. Janelle tells Cody that if there's something there, they're going to have to completely start over. It's starting over and completely redefining it. And Cody looks frustrated. He agrees, but he seems pissed at that. Cody says he made all of this effort to get into Mariposa, the best restaurant in all of Arizona. And he dressed nice and he did all of this because he was looking for an edge into reconciliation. And there's a block and now there's another block. And then there's bringing him down a notch, bringing him down a notch and bringing him down another notch. Janelle says she doesn't think there is much of a path forward for herself and Cody. She says there are different people now. He thinks differently. Cody is very, very wrapped up with the children at Robin's house. And she says he and Robin think a lot alike and they want to live the same kind of life. Janelle is looking for a relationship where she is equally considered. Obviously, that's not Cody. Janelle decides she doesn't want cameras there. They're intrusive. They put pressure on them. She doesn't want the cameras on She doesn't want to ruin the dinner with that. She wants to relax. She wants to enjoy her birthday. And she says the day was nice. She and Cody, they like to go to Sedona. They check out the art galleries. The meal was beautiful. The scenery was amazing. They got home. It was great. But Janelle says at one point, she slipped her hand into Cody's hand just out of habit. And it felt really weird. And then she took her hand back out of his hand because it just didn't feel right anymore. I can't believe that Cody is that big of an idiot that he actually thought just making a reservation at this difficult to get into restaurant and putting on some dress pants was a way forward, like a step towards reconciliation. Is he out of his fucking mind after everything he put Janelle through that that would be even a fraction of a billionth of a percent of a start towards something that would be even a half step towards a reconciliation. No way. This didn't feel right anymore for Janelle. She couldn't even hold his hand. Cody doesn't know why they can't reconcile. He says, so what? They had a big fight. They had a bad fight, but they have had worse. So they're separated. So what? They have had other separations. Janelle came back in the past. She is not coming back this time. Janelle says there isn't anything there anymore. There just isn't. Their relationship has been unraveling for years. Cody says he has been in love with Janelle before. He can be in love with Janelle again. You can't make yourself be in love. It's a natural, intuitive thing that happens. It's there or it's not. You can't just decide to be it. It's not just a switch. Cody just feels like he and Janelle need to reestablish trust And he wants to feel like he is a person to Janelle 
and not an object. Recently, Cody said all Janelle was interested in was his body, his great pecs and his six pack, blah, blah, blah. And he said he thinks Janelle thinks he's hot. And this episode, he says Janelle sees him as an object, not as a person. And he wants to be seen as a person. First of all, I doubt Janelle sees Cody as an object of any kind, let alone a sex object. We've seen Cody in his underwear. It's nothing to write home about. It's vomit in your mouth inducing type of shit. No woman wants to hook up with a guy who would ever tell her to change herself to be more like another woman, to be more like the favorite wife so that he can invest in her who would ask her to be more loyal like the favorite wife when all they have ever shown, all Janelle has ever shown is loyalty and sacrifice and not through empty words, not through ego feasts and hot air, but through actions. If Janelle working as the primary breadwinner, sacrificing her paycheck for decades to support the family, if that isn't loyalty, I don't know what is. Even if you're the hottest guy in the world, after the betrayal of pick me or pick our kids, no woman would want sex from a guy like that. Not if they love and respect themselves. Also, I want to point out something that I found interesting. Mary said this episode that she feels just like an object to discard Dakota, like an object to store with his useless junk in the barn dominium, right? And Mary would want to be with Cody if he wanted her, but he doesn't. She is someone he sees no value in. Janelle wants to separate. She's sure of it, and she couldn't even stand to hold Cody's hand. It felt unnatural to her. It felt wrong. And Cody wants to reconcile, and he says he feels like an object and not like a person to Janelle. And Janelle knows she doesn't want Cody regardless of any effort he makes. In his marriage to Janelle, Cody feels the way Mary feels in her marriage to him. Except Cody doesn't love Janelle. He only wants Janelle around as his money tree. And he is saying he feels like an object because he thinks it makes Janelle look bad. Mary would love to be with Cody. She would love for Cody to see the person she is. For Cody to treat her as if she is more than one of his objects to put in storage. She would love it if Cody wanted her the way she wants him. Cody refuses and Cody sees no value in Mary. And he wants Mary to live in the bar dominium with his stored objects, with his tools. Mary doesn't feel like a person who is seen and valued by Cody. And Cody feels Janelle doesn't see him like a person. She does. And he's just exaggerating. But I wonder if Cody sees the way now that he makes Mary feel like an object. I wonder if Cody realizes how he makes Mary feel that is the same way he claims Janelle makes him feel. Like an object. And in each case, the one feeling objectified. The one feeling undervalued wants to reconcile when the other person doesn't. So maybe now Cody can understand how Mary feels, even though we all know Janelle does not treat Cody cruelly, 
She doesn't objectify Cody. She isn't disrespectful to Cody. She doesn't treat Cody badly the way Cody treats Mary. But he claims he feels like an object. So maybe Cody should consider how he makes Mary feel. That's just a thought. That does it for this episode. Next time on Sister Wives, Season 18, Episode 9, Garrison explains that they weren't trying to target Robin. They were just trying to have their options open so that they could all do the gift exchange that they have been doing in the family for 20 years. Gwen says Robin was texting them about how they don't respect her as a mother. And Garrison says Robin can have Cody. They're all grown adults. They don't need a father figure anymore. And Gwen would like to say that she didn't care, but she says it still hurts. Christine wonders if she hurt her kids in living plural marriage. Cody says, amidst all of the family struggles, he loves that McKelty is still warm towards he and Robin. Also next episode, it's Christine's ex-anniversary and she's out with her friends She loves hanging out with these women, and Janelle is there too, and Christine wants Janelle to meet these people. She thinks Janelle needs as much friendship as possible since she won't be here forever. That is it for this episode. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. Bye.